0: did Eden and Alexis hook up? Find out more watching Marriage Bootcamp Family Edition. The After Show.
1: I'm Maria Menounos, and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV Talk. Now, after Buzz.
0: hello, hello, lovelies, and hello, my lovely ladies. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, guys, welcome back to Marriage Bootcamp Family Edition, Season 15, Episode 7, Cycling Through the Past. We have so much to talk about today, yes. but I can't be here without my lovely, lovely co host. Again, I'm your girl, Zakiya Wilberts, and I have my lovely Erica Hunter with me. Hey, guys. Yes. <laughs> Let me tell you a little bit about Erica. She loves everything that has anything to do with marriage and counseling. She is our expertise, as she is in her newfound relationships. So, yes, kudos <laughs> to her. <laughs> uh, and I cannot not mention Joanne Lunzer. She is your Corey Feldman <laughs> encyclopedia. Yes. That's perfect. <laughs> she <laughs> knows everything about this man mm-hmm. from literally his childhood to now so if you mm-hmm. need if you have any questions feel free to comment and let ask her because she can give you the answer <laughs> <Thank> <laughs> myself <you. laughs> i'm a fan of marriage Bootcamp, camp watching it from seasons beyond so this is a great show love to be on here we cannot wait to speak about it overall guys um what we're gonna talk about today is the Corey Feldman show which keeps being a theme um the exercises so we had two exercises the family uh or the childhood memories along with the childhood problem or problem child and then we have a special segment dysfunctional families (laughs) and as well some news and gossip Mm -hmm. so keep watching guys we're gonna talk about it all but overall what were your thoughts Erica? I think it was... (laughs) Okay, so I was talking to you guys before the show, and we all agreed that this episode, comparing to the other ones, was the most emotional episode Mm -hmm. ever. Like, to the point where, as I was watching it, it was hard for me to not feel each and every story, Mm -hmm. you know? I definitely felt empathetic to each and every one of their stories, because... I mean, it's hard to confront your past. Let's mm-hmm. just put that out there. And for them to be as courageous as they were to say, like this happened, and it's something that I'm still dealing with, I think it just spoke volumes to how they all want to do, how they all do want to heal. Right. So it was definitely an emotional one Erica, for me. I
1: feel like you should be a marriage and family therapist. <laughs> <That's beautiful. laughs> that was beautiful. That was so beautiful. Well yes. said. <laughs> Uh, I agree. I mean, this was our most emotional episode yet. Mm-hmm. It was definitely worth it. It's the first time I cried on a marriage yeah. boot camp probably ever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, it was quite the episode. Yeah,
0: you know? this episode also had me on the brink of tears. I mm-hmm. think just seeing the children come oh. out and yes. actually tell their stories allowed me to empathize with them so much more than just hearing them say it so I'm like oh you guys are adults okay whatever but then understanding their stories and understanding their backgrounds uh, now I see why they do their behaviors are as such mm-hmm. and honestly you always reflect on yourself too like watching shows like yeah. this yes. you're like what was my positive <laughs> what was my positive childhood memory what's the negative how am I how is that affecting me now so I think it's always these shows always make you think of yourself as so annoying like I love it though. I, I I don't. I'm probably Corey in this sense. I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to think about it. But why do you love it? I love it because I mean, okay. So as I was watching it, I couldn't help but think, okay. So what are two positive memories of my past, mm-hmm. and then what's one that's a little bit more traumatic? And of these memories, how do they now translate to me as an adult? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I think something that is just known nationwide is your childhood definitely affects who you become as an adult. Right. And so if you haven't dealt with the traumatic experiences of your childhood, then you begin to see it show up mm-hmm. when you're an adult. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I mean, I think it was a healthy exercise for sure. One that was hard to watch and I'm sure for the family is hard to do as well. But mm-hmm. You got to you got to do the hard stuff if mm-hmm. you want to heal. You do. Yeah yeah that was good that was mm-hmm. good i could i commend them as well one person that stood out to me was the core corey in this episode oh. we, we have been saying this time and time again that it's the corey yeah. the corey show the corey <laughs> show so i want to bring out um something that i thought was interesting was when it first turned on it was the relationship between him and Aaron, or the conversation what were your overall thoughts on their conversation together when they when um the episode first started
1: I um, I mean, I feel like they were making a little bit of headway, but I, f- I think Aaron just sees Corey as kind of spitting BS constantly, mm-hmm. and he's mm-hmm. not here for it, and he wants him to be real. And we see this with Corey; he'll make a little bit of progress, and then he'll go back, I know, and it's so frustrating. Yes. yes, by blaming his brother or somebody else. Um, so I, I think. Corey wants them to connect on this level, but again, like I said last episode, I really feel like Aaron is projecting his feelings towards his brother, Nick, onto Corey, and mm-hmm. he sees all the bad aspects of Nick in Corey. Mm-hmm. So, they're not on a friendly page, as much as Corey would like them to be. Of Aaron course. is like, no.
0: I think Corey is just trying to get someone on his side. Yes. If yes. I'm being He's honest, yeah, Oops. he has his wife on the show. That's his wife, correct? Yes. yes. Courtney. Yeah. me. Mm-hmm. Yes. He has his Second wife on wife. the show, Maybe and third. so oops. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> his wife is on the show, and obviously she's of support to him. But I think he's also trying to build community in the household, which might be difficult for him. I don't know. From what I see, it looks like he doesn't have you know anyone other than Courtney to rely on. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Mm-hmm. I I see the same. Um, I think he's trying to get an ally or someone on mm-hmm. his team but the way he's doing it is manipulative like he's like yeah I just want someone to see who I am and feel me like do you understand and he's still pushing himself on Aaron as if like I don't want you to be against me from like what you're hearing what other people are talking about and it's like it's not other people it's you what you're saying what you're projecting and the attitude and behaviors you're doing is why everyone is thinking the way they do but yet he thinks him him having this conversation with Aaron will make Aaron his friend, so i think that's mm-hmm. kind of annoying and one thing that also annoyed me and i love Corey as a person and i hope he does get the help that he needs but i think he saying that everyone cheated he said that <laughs> everyone like, <laughs> on the exercise from what la- the last ever exercise cheated what were you guys uh, overall thoughts he's saying like you
1: you guys may have looked be um underneath the blindfold mode it not- I- it's again him not being able to take responsibility.
0: Yeah. And it's it's so I mentioned that it's so discouraging, mm-hmm. which it is, because I feel like I'm seeing growth from everyone else in the house mm-hmm. but Corey. Mm-hmm. And it's like though I'm not a Corey fan, I'm not mm-hmm. I wouldn't say that, you know. Prior to this show, I was a Corey fan. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, that's my friend just here. Me. Yeah, um, but you know, I definitely am rooting for everyone's yes, healing yeah. mm-hmm. on this show. So, Corey, I was rooting for you, and I want to continue to root for you. But I need you to acknowledge that you, much like everybody else in the house, are there for the purpose of figuring out your healing mm-hmm. and stop feeling like you're, or stop coming off as if you don't need the help because yes. right you're obviously on this show because you do my Corey Disclaimer. fan, right? <laughs> My Corey fan.
1: You know, I can still be a fan and still be critical of yes. him on the show, yes. and I am because I feel like he came on the show thinking he wasn't the issue, and this mm-hmm. was all his brother. And he continues to kind of push that narrative. And any kind of pushback on that, he's like, "I'm a victim. I'm a victim. Everyone's picking on me." And it's like, no, everyone's not picking on you. It's just it takes all three of you to work on yourselves to make this relationship better. Right. If even if Corey, let's say, he didn't have these issues that he has, uh, just eating, working on himself would not improve their relationship. They have to both improve because it always Mm -hmm. takes two. It's never just one person's fault. In Mm -hmm. any breakup you've ever been in, in any kind of turmoil with family, it's always... You know, two people. Definitely. Yeah, for sure.
0: Corey, we we want you to get the help that you need, but you need to want to get the help that Mm -hmm. you need. (laughs) I love that you said that. Yes. Yes. He has to want it for Mm -hmm. himself. So until he wants it, he's going to keep blaming others. He's going to say everyone else cheated. It's all (laughs) just lies that you want to make yourself feel better. That's fine, but hopefully you get past this. Um, the first exercise was the childhood memories exercise, and that was for you guys, um, it was the one that they're drawing out their childhood memories, and I want to get so deep into it, because this was touching before we get to the child, the child problem Mm -hmm. exercise, but so we see Penelope and Alexis, what truth did you see between Penelope and Alexis, or something that either was different between their childhood memories, or the same, um, I guess I'll start with whoever wants to start, (laughs) Well, I feel like from this exercise, I now know why Penelope doesn't speak her mind. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's because as a child, she was working out in the farm, correct? Mm -hmm. Mm Yes. And her father would instruct her to do all of these tasks or whatever. And her father was also abusive. Mm -hmm. And so she felt in their relationship that she had no voice. She couldn't say anything because... Her father would react maybe abusively, and so I get, I I can now understand why Penelope is quiet. Yes, you know all of the episodes where we've said Penelope, speak yes. your mind. Yes, now I get it, mm-hmm. and I again am empathetic because she hasn't dealt with that, and she also mentioned that she was happy when her father died because yeah. she felt free. All oh, that was and such a oh, just thinking about it now, it's mm-hmm. like. Wow. And I think for Alexis, hearing her mom admit that, Mm -hmm. it in that moment made her understand, you know what? My mom is human. Mm -hmm. She's gone through some things, Mm -hmm. you know? And what would it look like for me to be her daughter and show up for her as her daughter. So right. I think it was just a really great vulnerable
1: moment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think it's something that everyone can take something away from, mm-hmm. um, which we talked about earlier when is like, damn, they make me think of my own stuff. Yeah. But, I mean, even when you look at your own parents and family, we can always be more empathetic. You know, your parents are never going to be the picture perfect, whatever that is. Mm-hmm. Um, so have empathy. in maybe give them credit for how far they've come coming from what they've come from because i know for myself i've done that in my own family to be like wow my parents you know came this far and they had to put up with this because every generation you know has its own turmoil so it made me almost more mad at alexis because i'm like have you never asked your Mm -hmm. mom yeah and and not to you know like discredit alexis's journey or you know her hardship with the divorce and stuff But i'm like man penelope had it Hard, And if that was my mom, my heart would be so hurting for her. And I think I would be able to be more empathetic. And I almost look at Alexis probably because I know her prior on The Real Housewives of Orange County (laughs) as just kind of a spoiled brat a little bit where, yeah, you had to pick up some slack for your mom. Yeah, your parents were divorced. All those are very hard, traumatic things for a kid. But didn't you ever ask about your mom? Or did her mom maybe not want to share it? That, you know, could be... But I find that hard to believe. I think, I don't know, it just, it just made me look at Alexis like, you couldn't ask. Like, yeah. how we got there, how these cycles, how these patterns happened. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah,
0: I agree. I think what I, I tried to connect between the both of them, mm-hmm. and I saw, well, Alexis, uh, where Penelope was saying, she went to her journal more. She always spoke mm-hmm. in her yeah. journal. She never spoke out loud. And I felt like in the shoes of Alexis as a, as a child thinking of like my relationship with my mom, I, I probably would have never asked. Cause you're always looking up to your mom to be a mother. Yeah. So for her, she's like, no. And then when I had to take your place, I'm annoyed. Now I, 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 despise you I don't want to really talk to you and the only thing I see is my own troubles but I think it did help them connect more and men together but I can see both sides she was more so quiet and timid in her approach and she didn't really feel like anyone ever listened to her so she never talked and Alexis was like I always had to speak I always had to be the mom because you weren't there to mm-hmm. be it, but sh- she didn't know how. So I don't know. I try to connect it, but it's it's still sad. Everyone has so many valid points yeah. when it comes to their relationship. I feel that there's so many different elements to it. Cause I don't think you're wrong and and I don't think you're wrong, but Mm -hmm. I think there's so much that goes into it that we don't even see. Another relationship that we seen a breakthrough, which I was finally, I'm like finally, (laughs) but it still was, it was hurtful to even see was with Michael, Gloria and um, Mm, Laura. And I think we should even tie in, like, seeing the children at this oh, point. Let's gosh. just tie it in because literally these these exercises went hand in hand. Mm-hmm. So what were your overall thoughts when you finally saw Michael cry?
1: How that This is the moment I cried Yes, with Michael is when it finally dawned on Michael. It's that beautiful moment that's so sad and heartbreaking. But when it's like what happened to you, how you felt is how your daughter felt you did her. And he's mm-hmm. like, oh, my gosh. It's almost like he never... Was able to see it like that. And Mm -hmm. there was probably all these walls of denial up to protect himself that he was never able to knock down. And when he was able to see it firsthand and compare it, it, because for some reason, as humans, you know, we're kind of self absorbed, self centered. We think the world revolves around us. I have to remind myself on a regular basis that, like, not everything's about you, Joel. Like, that person didn't cut you off because anything. You know, this world, you know, has lots of people and you have to learn to live in it with them. And so I think until you see. Um, Until it's compared like what you went through, that person went through too, and you're like, oh, then you have empathy. It's kind of like with anything, if someone's against something Mm -hmm. until it happens to their family, then they're like, well, Mm -hmm. I didn't get it. I didn't have empathy for it until it affected me Mm -hmm. and my life. And I feel like Michael was able to see that. Through the comparison of his own childhood, and it was oh, when he cried, and then Gloria said he hasn't cried in forty six yeah. years. Yes, and then oh, okay, I'm sorry to go on, but go then, ahead. I'm gonna cry go again. Yeah. But <laughs> then when Lauren turned toward him and said, "But you're my hero." yes oh, That took me out. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I, literally. I, I'm fogging up my glasses. <laughs> but that was beautiful. And uh-huh. to have such horrible things happen to both of them, and then have that empathy—that's that's love. That's yeah. real love to be able to look past that and say that.
0: Yeah. yeah, I think it was beautiful. I I, I loved every moment of that. <laughs> and it's funny to me because he denied that he cried. Did you catch that? <laughs> oh, yeah. He's like, no, I didn't cry. I was just emotional. Yeah. And I'm like, just acknowledge that you mm-hmm. felt what you felt mm-hmm. in that moment. And that moment was probably the most beautiful yeah. moment I've seen on this show, mm-hmm. period. Yeah, same. I, w- I was rooting for their family. And at first, I didn't think we were going to see a breakthrough. But mm-hmm. to see that... Michael had the same experience as Laura and that he was denying that Laura had Mm -hmm. because he was in the home with his aunt and there were prostitutes and people just living in that home Mm -hmm. and he was ignored. And to see that he... He was actually ignoring Laura's problem. That breakthrough was it was it was crazy to me. I didn't think I was ever gonna see him yeah. cry. I didn't think he was ever gonna get it. I didn't think he was ever going to see her point of view. Right. I got I gave up on them honestly. Yeah. I'm just like they're just gonna be here, kind of get through some type of mid emotional breakthrough, but it's nothing gonna be. It's not gonna be serious. And to bring in Gloria, her childhood. Now we see why she was always yeah. quiet yeah. because she was. It put in a closet oh and at gosh. her child in um her school. <laughs> So that was also sad. So that's why she never speaks up for Laura because she was just learned to just be quiet. So their entire I think learning the past of each and every one of them and not just the one who had the overall problem right now Mm -hmm. because they obviously all have problems was what we needed to hear Mm -hmm. as viewers and what they needed to see. And I think like you were saying and like I was saying before, it really allows us to at least like look into our own lives and see some type of turnaround for
1: ourselves or something that we can work on. Laura's just so strong. I just have Mm -hmm. so much respect for her as the show goes on, everything Mm -hmm. she's been through, and how despite feeling unheard by her dad, she can open up and understand his pain and tell him at that time what he needs to hear Mm -hmm. to move on. That's beautiful. Like, that's, like, goals.
0: And I think what was... um, Sh- shocking to hear about Laura's. Remember she told she said her, uh, her um car accident? She yeah. About oh, that. Yes, I knew nothing about that. Nothing. So I guess the scar, and I've, I started to realize it more and more as she said it, that the scar on the side of her head was because they almost ran over her head, or they did run they over did, her head. Yeah, because I remember someone mentioning she's so blessed to be alive. Yes. Mm-hmm. Because that's a situation that I know I haven't heard of that people mm-hmm. survive from. Yeah. So i just i i now follow laura on instagram and every time i see a picture of her i admire her now on a completely different level i'm following her right now you had to (laughs) yeah one heck of a human being and i really appreciate her Mm -hmm. vulnerability throughout this season Mm -hmm. and similar to alexa she was also on like one of the basketball wives or something Mm -hmm. like that and Mm -hmm. to see her outside of that element Again, so much more respect for her. Yeah. I think for, we also learned to respect Eden and Courtney and even Corey. Mm-hmm. And with their their relationship and the things that they had to endure and the abuse that they had to go through. Were you guys shocked of hearing any of their stories um, between them? Because I know we hear a lot about Corey's abuse before, but was anything shocking to you or something that you're proud that they got off their chest or something? I need to be reminded of Courtney's story well,
1: Courtney was mm-hmm. um, having alcoholic parents mm-hmm. so I right. think it makes more sense mm-hmm. now why she had that reaction to alcohol and people being drunk around yes. her. Where yes. before I judged her I know on this panel mm-hmm. where I was like get over it. I mean I know being around drunk people's annoying mm-hmm. but yes if you come from alcoholism that's extra annoying also triggering mm-hmm. and the thing about alcoholism is it especially being like a child of alcoholics is you anything can happen that's the scary thing is things can switch you know can turn on a dime and that's kind of the scary part is mm-hmm. you you don't know you don't feel safe yeah. because it is a drug and people under the influence don't act like themselves and as a small child having to deal with adults mm-hmm. who are drunk you there's so many things that you know make you feel unsafe because you're like Well, who's responsible because Mm -hmm. everyone's drunk so I I can totally understand Courtney Mm. now and have a lot of respect for her and I do like how Courtney on this show too she will go out of her way to go up to people and comfort them and hear their stories. Yes, that's something that I noticed too because she went up to Jane Mm
0: -hmm. I think at some point in the episode and was consoling her so that was really beautiful to see as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree I think we both were ragging on Courtney Mm -hmm. because at some point we were like she has no personality but it all came full circle hearing her story and understanding her she went through alcoholism and I was really shocked to hear that Eden was getting hit by boom boxes and frying pans yeah and he's just like shrugging it off and you you gained so much respect for them that you didn't have the last episode they all are now like (laughs) human to us it's like, oh, my God, you went through that? Yes. I love you now. Yes. Like, I, <laughs> I want to hug you. Yes. You know? Yes. I think I'm not mad at you anymore. And right. I, oh. I think we all can relate, to Come on the show so we can all have no, a group hug. No, can embrace <laughs> each other. <laughs> And cry together. Yes, because <laughs> yes, their stories were crazy. Mm-hmm. And another story that was pretty crazy was Aaron and Jane's. Mm-hmm. And I think learning Jane's story in particular, because Aaron talks about his story all the time. Yeah. not mm-hmm. that, not that exact one, but he talks about his story all the time. But to hear Jane's story was an eye opener for me. What did you guys think of her story?
1: So, was it her mom wanted her to be a boy? A boy, yes. Yes. And cut her hair. Yes.
0: And I know there was more to it. Her mom didn't want to have any girls. Mm -hmm. Okay. Oh, that's horrible. Cut Mm -hmm. her hair, made her dress like a boy, and didn't talk to her.
1: Yes. So, it was like neglect and i bet you hmm. her mom well her mom was an addict right that she came from alcoholism i'm assuming she must i don't remember um, sure. them saying that but i will assume so too yeah. well her dad was her yes. dad
0: always got away and he went oh yes to he always drink. was at bar yeah mm-hmm. so she kind of was like that's how like, i want to be yeah. like um what was my dad um but what were your thoughts on her story did it help you understand her even though she was always so good with with taking the exercises seriously, Mm -hmm. but it did help you actually understand who she was. I can now see, since she as a child was neglected, Mm -hmm. why or how she would then neglect her own child. Yeah,
1: that's perfect.
0: Because if you don't have an example of what parenthood looks like and then you jump into parenthood, you kind of bring along the things that you saw from your parents. You know? And (sighs) It just, you know, speaks to the fact that we all have to be intentional with our relationships. So regardless of what I might have experienced in my childhood, Mm -hmm. beating that, you know, making sure that I now not bring those traumatic experiences into my personal relationships.
1: So. Mm-hmm. yeah i think it made us more empathetic towards jane it makes a lot more sense why mm-hmm. she turns to alcohol because that was her dad's way out mm-hmm. so that's her way out and to have a mother who basically says you were born wrong and then didn't want to talk to you mm-hmm. and i just am am guessing here but it probably some kind of maybe competition thing where she didn't want another woman or female mm. in the house some kind of unhealthy belief like that because why else would you not want a yeah. baby girl, it right. doesn't make much sense. So yeah, I mean Jane was never given the tools to be a good parent right. and then she married really young, had a bunch of kids and so when was she supposed to learn? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah I,
0: I empathize with Jane a lot more too and I think Erin never knowing her story sort of did as well. The whole guy her trying to be a guy situation um, or her mother wanting her to be a guy, I didn't understand it at first but yeah. now since you said her mother didn't accept her. Mm-hmm. And so now I'm understanding how effective that could affect you. Like, if my mom didn't accept me for anything or who I was, mm-hmm. how I would go into life how um, i will always look at everything bad i'll just probably Mm -hmm. do whatever i want i would have no hope so maybe she never had any hope for anything instead she just wanted to party it away live some type of fantasy that she never got to live before Mm -hmm. Um, and escape from her reality mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. exactly so that's the only thing i can draw back from because i'm like what how would that affect me as a person But I know something that's super effective and that we all love to talk about, (laughs) and that is TV. Jolene, can you please tell us why? Oh, my gosh. We (laughs)
1: love being the ESPN of TV talk. We appreciate all of you. So make sure you comment and subscribe to us on YouTube. Also rate, review um, us on iTunes because... Otherwise, we, I mean, we love talking about all this stuff and marriage boot camp and therapy, yes. and we want to hug all of you. Yes. <laughs> you, right there. You, you, you. you, you. Do it right you, now. You. Give a thumbs up.
0: <laughs> I know, and I want to touch on this because obviously, like, we know all their stories now, and then the children came in for the exercise, too, and oh. we actually got to see the, the effects of their childhood or what happened to them, their traumatic experience played out. So, if someone if tell us how you guys felt when you actually seen the children play out and if you're you're talking about a certain family, this is a trick. I'm going to I'm going to put a cap on this. You can't the next person can't talk about that family. So, yeah. Okay. <laughs> about a different family. Oh. <laughs> this this messed it trick. up a little yeah, bit. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to turn around a little bit. Make it make it interesting. So, whoever wants to start
1: I found a little bit of irony in the fact that we have child actors there and we're dealing with child entertainment people who later in life are so messed up, partly Mm -hmm. because of that, speaking, you know, for Corey, who's mm-hmm. talked a lot about that, and Aaron as well. So I was like, ooh. Yeah. Um, but the kids were great. I mean, they did a great job reenacting mm-hmm. things. Um, trying to think which one particularly spoke to me. Obviously, the Govins. I mean, yeah. seeing little little Michael, seeing little Gloria, seeing little Laura. Mm-hmm. It was just, that was the moment that was, it was so much. And then they went and hugged, the kids hugged them yes. afterwards. And those kids, I mean, Academy Award winning performance. They yeah. killed it. They mm-hmm. killed it, so. I
0: would say Penelope and Alexis. Mm -hmm. So more so Penelope. Because I think episode after episode I would get on here and say, Penelope, I want to hear you speak. And now knowing her childhood and why she has just defended, or not defended, but put up this wall of no one cares about what I have to say so I'm not going to voice my opinion. um, It just made sense to me. Um, So I think of all of the families, her coming, you know, saying Mm -hmm. that that was the reason for her not speaking up was something that, you know, was definitely admirable. Yeah. And speaking on the children, uh, because I think the children for all of us was the icing on the cake. Mm -hmm. That's what allowed us to really understand their stories because we saw them draw the pictures. We heard what they had to say. Mm -hmm. And like, I'm maybe I'm speaking for myself. If anyone didn't feel the same, please let me know if you guys didn't feel. (laughs) But I was just like, okay, yeah, that happened. You know? And Mm -hmm. I I was I I understood, but you know, I kind of shrugged it off. When we actually had the kids come and speak and say the stories in their voices with their Mm -hmm. interactions with Everyone, it it really was wow. You were a child and you went through yeah. this traumatic experience, and as now I'm placing myself in my own ch- childhood or mm-hmm. in or being a child and trying to look through like your lens and what you want went through, I can completely understand it. And I I honestly want to say when I saw Corey and because I can't pick you guys, <laughs> I made this silly rule <laughs> and I got sick with it, but when I saw Corey Eden and um. Courtney's mm-hmm. children and how they played out, I think I understood Courtney's uh, mm-hmm. story way, way more, mm-hmm. and how they were explaining at the end how they had the children say, this is why I, when I grow up I'm going to have a loving family oh, and I'm never yeah. going to have any negativity yeah. because of what I went through. And I think with Corey just understanding his story and eating, saying this is why I'm going to move out as soon as I can. And mm-hmm. so I understood their actions, but one thing that, ugh, it was like, we finally had a breakthrough. I know what you're going to say. Eden and Corey finally <laughs> hugged it out. And then Corey turns around and says, I'm glad you're finally seeing what whatever he said. Something you know, that, um, I'm, I'm happy Being that you're taking responsibility. responsibility. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. So unnecessary.
1: Unnecessary,
0: so unnecessary completely. Like, Corey, we mm-hmm. were there. We were like this close. You were crying. Uh, it could have been a moment. It was, definitely, you know? it was definitely supposed to be a moment. And everyone mm-hmm. was like
1: there we go he did it again too <laughs> when they were talking about the movies and him escaping through movies he's like yeah but I went alone and he's like well, yeah everyone escapes the movies but you had friends like why is this a competition and I get it I can empathize in the fact that their mom put them in co- constant competition of one another Corey mm-hmm. was number one Eden was mm-hmm. number two mm-hmm. but they both endured abuse but it's like you said Erica you have to break out of that now yeah. and recognize it and don't do that same thing to your brother your mm-hmm. mom always puts you in competition but you're an adult now so you can cognize think like oh I'm not gonna do that to my brother that was wrong what my mom did I'm gonna look at us on an equal level and not compare each other and especially pain
0: because now as an adult you have a choice Mm -hmm. you know as kids you don't have much say in what goes on but if you are now an adult and you want to fix a relationship that has you know experienced years of turmoil Mm -hmm. then you have the choice to do that and Corey forgets that You know, yes, Eden and you have gone through whatever differences you all have gone through. But now you're an adult to be able to fix it. Yep. Yep. I always roll my eyes. But I know something (laughs) that gave me complete joy was actually seeing Eden and Alexis' relationship. (sighs) Something is sizzling (laughs) and brewing up in there. I think they're just bored in the house, if I'm being honest. So you don't think that they're hooking up? I think they're hooking up. I mean, yeah, they're hooking up. But Mm -hmm. think about it. You're Mm -hmm. on this boot camp. You're in the house for X amount of days. And... (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, you might want to (laughs) just... Like, hop love in the tub, you in, know. <laughs> so I think they're just bored in the house and are trying to entertain themselves. Yeah. Well, Alexis it's real,
1: is fresh out of a divorce. Yes. And if yeah, I know about her ex-husband because I watched the show, and mm. she needs to get some good stuff because I don't think <laughs> ex-husband was giving it very good. So um, <laughs> I love how she slipped that in there. <laughs> but yeah, so I kind of think Alexis has got a little, you know, lady yeah. boner for uh, Eden, and you know there were. I mean, I wanted to see more, but of course they cut it, right. yeah. and then they're going, and she, they brought pillows into the bathroom, into the tub, probably because the cameras yes. can't necessarily go in oh, there. Yes. So, I think Alexis was moved by what Eden said, so I think there's an mm-hmm. attraction there, and Zakia and I, Erica, when you weren't here, and we'll have to get your thoughts on this, we were thinking Eden can get it. Like, he's kind of cute. Oh yeah, Eden, oh, yeah, Eden absolutely. Eden can <laughs> get it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not mad okay. at Alexis
0: if she so gave it up. We're all in. <laughs> yes. <friends>. Yes. <laughs> yes. It's cute. Compare, I think
1: Comparing to his brother. Yeah, say. Yeah, yeah. He's the cuter brother for sure. For mm-hmm. sure. And the cute, yeah, so uh so I think Alexis is Alexis is attracted to him. Um Eden attracted? Sure, why not? I think they But it's I also seen. do think it's a little boredom, obviously. Yeah. I, I kinda think the opposite. I think they really like each other.
0: Yes, you know how that saying goes, and I'm probably making up this saying <laughs> <laughs> you know how it goes. when when <laughs> there's like pain and you find comfort and romance and they're totally making this up but I think that they're listening to each other's story and they're yeah. understanding each other mm-hmm. and they're getting closer and this is their way of finally heating something up I think they really like each other and I think in this episode cause I jotted this down Eden mentioned that he wishes that he had a partner yes when he saw Corey and Courtney like you know canoodling or whatever oh, yeah. he's like oh I wish I had a partner he, he said something par- along yeah. the lines of that he and I should. was like oh, he's trying to get with the legs yeah. he I think they and I think when they went in that bathroom mm-hmm. they Look, did a little something more than wine, just talking no, no, yeah yes. <laughs> <laughs> yep <laughs> but, like, moving on to something super exciting that we love to call special segment our special segment where we talk about dysfunctional families Erica. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so when we were talking about Who we were going to use as a dysfunctional family Yes I instantly thought of this person I'm going to see if you guys can guess okay. Who they might be So, they actually had their own reality TV show Back in, I want to say I don't know what year mm-hmm. okay. okay And there's quite a few reality shows So Ooh. let me just help you out um, They have a conjoined family. So this, the husband came in with, I want to say, two of his own children prior to the marriage. Mm-hmm. And then the wife came in with her own children oh. as well.
1: Any guesses? Well, I was going to say the Osbournes, but I know Sharon didn't have kids pre-Ozzy Osbourne, so no, no. I'm wrong. And is there a time frame the show was on? Like, was it early 2000s? It was mid? like... <laughs> Give us another. Give us another. Okay, another another hint. Yeah. The
0: husband is a rapper. Okay. And the wife used to be a rapper. She's
1: actually
0: okay. Okay. And tiny. (laughs) Yes. 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 (laughs) Okay, so ladies, I wanted to talk about why they might be seen as dysfunctional. Mm -hmm. Uh So I know for me, when I thought about who could act as our dysfunctional family for this week, I thought about more recently. He's been trending in the media because mm-hmm. he takes his daughter to uh, the gynecologist uh, mm-hmm. to make sure she's still a virgin. Yeah. Anyway, their marriage is something that we see all the time. It's, mm-hmm. yes, yes. it's just never its never steady. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, what do you guys think? Uh, I love them, but T.I.'s comment really took me... Uh. I'm just like, why, why T.I.? Sometimes I just wish you would just not talk. Because mm-hmm. like, yeah. I love you. And then we say stuff like this. Which is, this is my first time actually being disappointed in T.I. I'm not going to lie. But their relationship has always been in the media as fluctuating. But I think that's any relationship. I think they just have... The A hard time covering their yeah, issues. It's always in yeah. the media. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. Because I do agree that obviously in marriage you go through your ups and downs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But
1: does it always have to be exposed to the world? Right. Mm-hmm. And there's I was think so. definitely through reality TV. Right. You know, and it's kind of, you know, if you start making your money that way, people expect you to. Keep up mm-hmm. with the news, but I totally agree with both of you. I was so disappointed with Ti and those yeah. comments about his daughter. And why aren't you getting your uh, son's checked? Right. First of all, don't right. get anybody checked because right. it's her body, her choice. And no, thank you. Uh, but I do love Tiny. I do. Yes. And you know mm-hmm. when they came back recently with Escape, I was so excited. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, they've had lots of issues throughout mm-hmm. the years. And I think you're right, Erica, with relationships and whatever works for them. Uh, to me, I'm kind of like if that works for you, that's fine. As long as it's not you know ruining you know your children's lives or things right. like that. But it's somewhat dysfunctional, yeah. <laughs> somewhat. And the, the, a lot of uh, cheating on mm-hmm. Ti's part. Mm-hmm.
0: That's what we right. hear. Yeah. yeah, he had a lot of mistresses. Ugh. Maybe not a lot. It might have be. been. I, I hope had she had two. some
1: misters. Then I hope so too. <laughs>
0: I'm not Cheating. We don't <laughs> condone cheating here at After Buzz.
1: <laughs> Well, I'm a mistress for a mistress. Eye for an eye. <laughs> right. Um, good. Let's. Do <laughs> I didn't realize we're controlling. We need Erica here all the time because you keep us on oh. a moral ground. We don't have any moral. <laughs> <laughs> no, because me and Zakira are like, yeah, cheat facts. Cheat. Do it. <laughs> no. Oh, yes, good News We're
0: and,
1: and some gossip. <laughs> <laughs> you got some news oh. and gossip for us. Okay, <laughs> just quickly, you guys. I don't know if you are following what's going on with Aaron Carter, but a lot of things have been happening over the last couple of weeks with Aaron Carter. If you follow him on Instagram Live, if you don't and you're interested, do because mm-hmm. lots of things are coming out. Uh, recently, Nick Carter, his brother, was granted a one-year restraining order against Aaron Carter. This has been going on oh, for wow. a while. Las Vegas court has reportedly granted former Backstreet Boy Nick Carter a one-year restraining order mm. against his troubled younger brother. So that's what's happening right. Right now apparently there was uh, it's alleged that um, Aaron threatened Nick's wife and daughter oh. and you know oh, so That's all this awful. allegedly also Aaron Carter reportedly screams at a judge after he was forced to surrender his guns because a lot of people are questioning what? where he's at right now mentally and mm-hmm. if he's in fact sober Briefly, we talked about last week, he went out to get his mom, Mm -hmm. who recently relapsed. They're very codependent on one another, and they had this car ride, I think, from Florida to California or some wherever Aaron's current house is. And there were lots of dogs, and there was possible animal abuse, and they just, neither of them seem to be fully coherent, so I really hope that they get some help. But in California court earlier this week, former pop star Aaron Carter was ordered by a judge to surrender his firearms. It seems he didn't take the news very well. This is not the Carter's first legal trouble. Over the years, the former House of Carter Star has had multiple well-publicized drug-related arrests, but he does say that he is sober right now. However, he went from, I think, 160 pounds to 115 pounds, so people oh are... Asking what's going on. So basically, he got very upset at the judge mm. when they took away his firearms, which there have been, I've watched his lives, you guys have been paying attention, and there have been multiple reports for wellness checks. So he will film this live on his Instagram, the police coming, and wow. you'll hear him, and he's not making a lot of sense. I don't know what's going on with him, but it's not right. Wow. So, Goodness. Aaron, get better. Ooh, get well. Please, please get better. <sighs> mm-hmm
0: predictions let's see what's to prediction <laughs> after hearing that i have to just <laughs> nothing else to be said but what i predict for the next show is that we'll see some more breakthroughs and hopefully we'll get the 411 on eden and alexis and mm-hmm. if they actually hooked up or not what about you erica i think they're gonna keep us waiting to mm. see Alexis and Eden's little rendezvous. I think it's not Mm. going to be uncovered fully Mm. in the next episode because obviously we tune in week after week to see what's the (laughs) juice, you know (laughs) and that right now is the juice so I think we might not see that until
1: maybe the finale. Um, I think Alexis is going to get pregnant and it's going to be Eden's baby. Oh, <laughs> <so> wait!
0: Wait! <laughs> cut!
1: <laughs> what? Just what I'm hoping. Oh, no. um, a beautiful marriage boot camp baby we could have. Yes. Um, no, I. You know, well, that'd be interesting. But I think what's going to happen is uh, we're, we are going to see. I think they are going to hold it a little more. It'll start mm. off the beginning of the episode and it'll be like, oh, look, they went in the bathroom and then we'll have to go through all the counseling. But ultimately... There's people are gonna call them off. They're gonna wonder. Did you yeah. do it? Did you not? <laughs> right. <laughs> they did it. <laughs> right. Uh, well, we hate to
0: say goodbye, but we have to. So make sure you all tune in next week. I'm your girl, Zakia Wilbert. You can reach me on Instagram at Zakia W underscore. Hey guys, and you can follow me
1: on all social media at Erica Joy H T V. Yes, and I'm Jolene Lunzer. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Jolene Lunzer.